Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. And I welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. Find it most everywhere you get your pods, including the WDBO app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts as well. And you can check me out on the radio. I hope you do each and every weekday with Orlando's Morning News 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and a.m. 580 outside of Orlando. Stream us there in the WDBO app. Well, one of our fave things to do on the Inez Says Podcast is to catch up with Brian Kilmeade, it's not easy. He's constantly going with his Fox and Friends gig on Fox News, not to mention his daily radio show here on WDBO, 9 to noon every weekday. After us on Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, he's also doing that Saturday night show on Fox News as well. So Brian is all over the place. On the agenda today, in the midst of record inflation and gas prices, our president, Joe Biden, is going on with Jimmy Kimmel to yuck it up with the American people. Apparently, Joe thinks we're in a joking mood. We also talk about the far-left district attorney being booted out of office in, of all places, San Francisco. But we start off with actor Matthew McConaughey's emotional speech at the White House about guns in America on Tuesday of this week. Here's that conversation now. What did you think of his speech yesterday, Brian? Well, I, I think they just to dismiss and say, well, just another Hollywood guy. Uh, not really. I mean, if you think about his book, Green Lights, which I read, I think it was a bestseller for a year. Might still even be a bestseller. And it's about his life. And I, I you know, people really got to know him on screen because he's pretty authentic. And then you read his life and, and it, it adds up. And he does know the town. He grew up there. His mom taught elementary school, uh, what do you say, a couple of miles away. Mm-hmm. So. Right away when you think, okay, let's get, you know, forget about it. What does he know? And then he says, I'm not giving up my guns. Okay, that all of a sudden Republicans might pay attention. So I'm not a big gun guy, but I respect people that are. And I understand the uh, the need in the on the Second Amendment. And I do agree with something else that he said, that I don't think America is separated by that much. Yeah. And I'm somebody, and you're, you're in the middle of it uh, on a daily basis. I don't believe we're separated by that much. I don't believe we're nearly as divided as it seems. And the one I was good to hear him say that. Yeah. But other things that he said, you know, uh, raising the age to 21, background checks we already have, uh, age to 21, like it, drinking when it comes to uh, AR-15s. I think I think the uh, that is uh, DOA. Uh, expanded background checks, yeah. I want to make sure that the guy that just, I, if I'm a gun shop owner that, that I just sold to is not a nut. I don't want blood. I don't want to feel responsible the next school shooting, the next Adam Lanza, who actually shot his mother and then took her gun, or, or uh, this guy Ramos, who was just a walking time bomb that nobody pulled over. I don't want to sell him his gun. If there was a way to stop these guys ahead of time, I'd do it. But I think people can act emotionally. We've got to act logically because 
there's a reason why we have a Bill of Rights. You just can't arbitrarily say, let's get rid of that one. It's mm-hmm. not going to work. Yeah. In fact, more people are buying guns now than before Uvalde. And I'm with you. I, I, I'm definitely in your corner. The minute I see somebody from Hollywood, you know, talking about gun control, whatever the political angle is, I kind of tune out. But this guy's different, man. This guy is different. He grew up there in Uvalde. He spoke from the heart. I didn't see it as anti-gun. I, it was more respect gun, respect the Second Amendment. And he was just calling for more reasoned, common sense approach to this thing, I thought. Yeah, and we'll see what happens because when you know the, what he did was the easy part. He's a very good presenter. He's very confident, comfortable in his own skin. He actually um, understands the issues more than most. But when you actually drill down and say, "Well, we kind of already have background checks," and you know, uh, responsible gun owners are not the problem; it's irresponsible gun owners. And what should I give up because we have lunatics amongst us? And then what do you mean you don't want to harden the schools? Because a lot of Democrats say, I don't want to spend money hardening the schools. Mm-hmm. We, we should just take your guns. So, okay, so he, he wants to take school, uh, school security. Uh, good luck with that because the president of the United States last week, so a spokesperson came out and said the president's not really focused on school security. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he did the easy part. Right. Then when, you've got the, when, the, when the doors get closed, even before you hop on C-SPAN, when the doors get closed, you sit there and say, uh, excuse me, I'm not giving up my car because somebody drove drunk. No doubt. All right. L- let me ask you about this. What did you make of the uh, the far left San Francisco DA, Chase uh, Bodine, being booted out of office last night in that recall election out there in California, Brian? It's the best news that I have heard and seen in so long. It gives me great hope that we are going to turn the corner on crime because I'm pretty sure everyone listening to us is anti-smash and grab. They gave us smash and grab. <laughs> I think everyone listening to us right now wants criminals who just beat up their grandmother, who throw your aunt on the tracks because she was waiting there. That is it. Who uh, got shot in the chest against your neighbor getting shot in the chest because he wanted to go to brunch on a Sunday afternoon, knowing that once they're captured, they're beginning, they're being treated with kid bugs, gloves, and let back out on the streets. We're all against that. But what kind of action are you willing to take? Liberal San Francisco took an action midway term and said, goodbye, Chesa Bodine. You suck. Mm-hmm. And now next they're going to say Gascon and Alvin Bragg in New York City. If he doesn't get the message, uh, he'll be next. So uh, I, I think this is the beginning of massive change. Yeah. And I, I, just think, I just think it's comical that if you read some of these ads, conservatives in San Francisco, where? Conservatives in San Francisco? Are you kidding me? No, these are the people who these are these are the citizens of San Francisco who are famously left, ousted there, wildly inappropriate, uh, unprepared, ill-equipped former D- uh, DA, uh, now former DHS of Bodine, because this guy wouldn't prosecute crime. Yeah, it sends a message to these other wacko left Soros-backed DAs across the nation as well. Like you say, Gascon, the Krasner in Philadelphia, Bragg in New York. We've got one here in Orlando, Monique Worrell as well. I wanted to ask you about our president in the midst of this record inflation and high gas prices. I think gas prices now are at four ninety-five a gallon on average. Our president will be on with Jimmy Kimmel tonight. He, he's doing a so-called interview with Kimmel. How tone-deaf is this guy and this White House to know that this guy is doing like a, a comedic interview with Jimmy Kimmel tonight? See, what's interesting is, and I said this on the show, uh, is that if John Stewart was doing the interview, who's to the left of Jimmy Kimmel, he'd ask real questions. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy Kimmel is probably scripting this whole thing out to make him look good. Remember, Jimmy Kimmel 
is the one who interviewed Hunter Biden and said, hey, next time get Apple Care. And they laughed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Remember the, 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 that whole thing with the uh, laptop that no one believed. And then it turns out it's 100 percent true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jimmy Kimmel is not like we're used to going on late night shows. So, OK, fine. But it's in within the mix of doing regular interviews with the Brett Bears and the Bill Muir's. Then you go do a late night show. Let's show some personality. OK, but this, this guy hasn't done a real interview in, a, in what, 250 days or something. Doesn't do any interviews. He blindly, you know, uh, awkwardly walks away from the press every day, and now on the West Coast after having Mexico and others blow off his America's conference in California, he's going to go sit down with Jimmy Kimmel, who's going to basically try to make him seem likable. Mm-hmm. I, I actually have never thought Joe, uh, Joe Biden was that likable. I actually have seen that flashes of anger before. He cooperated with me on a book I did called The Games Do Count because he was an athlete. And uh, a football party, and I thought it would be good. To, and I thought he was, I'm like, okay, this guy's pretty approachable. But I've seen the other side of him way too much. Mm. And I, I actually think that he, uh, these reports you're getting out of the White House and then blowing up saying, my numbers are worse than Trump. What's going on here? How dare you walk me back? Uh, I could see people just saying, I'm staying away from this guy. Mm. He's angry, he's ill-equipped, and he's, he's just thrashing. And mm. I just think that um, you know they're going to try to make him seem more likable. I also think this. Trump hired people that did what he wanted them to do, and I thought that hurt him. Very few people could say, hey, Mr. President, that's not going to work. Kellyanne Conway, I believe, was one of them, and she eventually got sidelined. And I think, believe it or not, Joe Biden has done the same thing. Hmm. If you've seen some of the things that happen of late, it looks like, you know, with him, it looks like people just say, let's just let him go. Let's just let him do it. And now let Joe be Joe. Uh, this is going to be step one. I'm going to go on Jimmy Kimmel. going to show people how likable I am. <laughs> It's insane. And meantime, like you said, you have all these reports of this turmoil at the White House. He doesn't think he's getting a fair shake from the press, which is almost laughable. And you have two more press team members leaving the White House uh, in in terms of their gigs. This presidency, Brian, it's an absolute tire fire. He can't get anything right. Yeah. I mean, uh, we are coming out of a pandemic. Yeah, there is global inflation. Yes, everybody's gas prices are high. But Janet Yellen yesterday on Capitol Hill, uh, spouting out these terms like she's uh, David Axelrod yeah. or or um, or Ron Klain instead of a finance trade, uh, a former Fed chair who's now Treasury Secretary. She's like, well, we would like to lower the cost of medical insurance. We would like to get to renewable. They're like, really? You're supposed to be the dollars and cents person. First, she comes out and says, you know, I was wrong about being transitory uh, because I never thought our economy was going to recover so quick. You never thought our economy was going to recover so quick. We voluntarily brought it to a halt. Mm-hmm. We were adding jobs by the dozens. So, so that, I mean, that's the uh, – I was, could not be disappointed and more disappointed in our testimony. Thanks to Brian Kilmeade for appearing on the Inez Says Podcast this week. That's going to do it for the pod. Check me out on the radio every single weekday morning with Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time.